0: this is the creative funding show a podcast for authors youtubers and podcasters who want to fund the work they love welcome back to the creative funding show i'm your host thomas umstat jr i apologize For the hiatus, we have a baby on the way. It's uh, due to come in about five days. My schedule has been a bit disrupted, so do bear with me if the next few episodes come a little bit sporadically as we adjust to this new life with a little one. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about the anatomy of a successful crowdfunding page. So whether your page is on Kickstarter or Indiegogo, the actual page itself is Critical for a successful crowdfunding campaign. And for those of you on Patreon, I would still stick around for this episode because a lot of what we're going to talk about cross applies to there as well. And this is basically website fundamentals. Creating a solid sales page is the key to success. In the business world, we'd call this a landing page. It's the page that you're driving traffic to. It's your page on Kickstarter. It's your page on Indiegogo that explains who you are and what you have to offer to the world. And why people should give you their hard-earned money. If you do your promotion right, people will spend hundreds of hours looking at this page uh, collectively. So if you have a thousand people and they each spend 10 minutes on your page, that's 10,000 minutes of time looking at this page. This is something that you want to get right, something you want to do well. And a good, uh, Kickstarter page, or good Indiegogo page, not only convinces people to back your project, but also to invite their friends to back your project additionally. So that's what we want, right? We want people to come to your book on Kickstarter, we want them to come to your album on Indiegogo and uh, back it themselves and share it with others. So the first thing I want to talk about is storytelling and the value of vulnerability. Ultimately, you're not crowdfunding a product, but a story. This is what people are buying in on. And uh, ultimately, it's not just your story, which is where you want to start of who you are and why you're creating what you're creating. But they're also wanting to be connected to that story. So the more that your story feels like their story, the easier it will be. Uh, to get backers on your project you want to frame the value of your potential product by telling a compelling story about why you're creating what you're creating and why it will make the world better and specifically why why it will make my world better the visitor to your kickstarter page so there's some different ways to do this right you can make uh, you can promise to make people laugh you know that this is going to be funny what i'm making this is going to educate you it's going to entertain you it's going to assist you if it's a technology product whatever you want to know what that benefit is how does your kickstarter project make my life better the better your why the better the page be willing to be honest and vulnerable. Uh, your audience wants to relate to you. And the more human you are, the more you come with who you are to your page, uh, the more they're going to back you. This is especially true on Patreon because they're forming a long-term relationship with you. So on Kickstarter, someone may be backing your campaign just because they want the widget that you're making and they don't really care about you. Whereas on Patreon, they really want to care about you. They want to be feel connected to you and emotionally uh, connected to you. And so honesty and vulnerability are key to that. If you are putting up a fake front, if you're putting up a facade, people are not going to feel connected to that facade and they will bounce, which is leaving and then bouncing somewhere else. Uh, Ultimately, it's not your story. Like I said, it's their story. So you want to bring them along where you are changing the world together. Help me help you is the key to every great crowdfunding page and Patreon page. Uh, So let's talk about the page itself. I want to go through the various elements of the page and kind of give you some tips. Uh, So while you're listening to this, feel free to go to Kickstarter and just click on the first campaign that comes up if you want to see examples of what I'm talking about. Uh, But the first thing on a Kickstarter page is the product image. This is the first people see when your campaign is shared on Facebook or Google Plus or Pinterest or wherever. Um. And this is, in some ways, the most important element of your campaign. If you are writing a book and you need money for editing and a cover and uh, typesetting and printing and all of that, the one thing I would recommend spending money on, or the first thing I'd spend money on, is a cover. Because without a cover, it is a lot harder Uh, to get backers because you're not going to have a strong product image. (laughs) This is the first thing people see and you want to have that good impression. So just because Kickstarter allows you to dramatically reduce the cost of publishing a book and reduce the risk of failure, that doesn't mean that you should approach it like it doesn't cost any money at all. And a good book cover or a good album cover if you're a musician is really key. Uh, If you're really, really tight on funds, just use your own face because people are going to be backing for who you are. But again, I really think you should have a strong image here, which means paying a professional to do it right. So uh, I got my book cover for Courtship in Crisis on 99designs. I had uh, over 100 different artists submit covers. 99designs, if you're not familiar with it, hosts a uh, competition, like a logo competition, and all of these different people who uh, think they have a good cover submit their covers, and uh, I can put them up for vote. so i selected a short list and then i had my fans vote on them and a a good tip here when your fans are voting the good art is the one with lots of fives and lots of ones you want people to either love it or hate it don't go with the art that has a lot of threes a three is a toxic vote it means somebody doesn't have a strong opinion about it and that will get you into trouble every time so just a, a pro tip there good art Makes a statement, and a lot of people who hate it will come around to loving it. Just think about how you felt about Google's new logo when they switched to the childhood uh, letters, like the refrigerator magnet letters for the Google logo. Most people didn't like that at first, but now they're fine with it, and that's how uh, good art is. Uh, all right, so that's the product image. You want to have a strong image. It needs to convey visually what it is that you're selling, even if you're not selling a visual. Uh, product, so the real challenge here, and why you really need an artist to help you, is with art. With music, it's easier if you're doing film, and you probably already have somebody on your team who can make images for you if you're doing film or if you're a YouTuber. All right, the next is the project title. This is really key, and this is something that a lot of people overlook on Kickstarter. It's like, what are you going to name your project? So, uh, my project, my book table, which is my first ever Kickstarter. Uh, campaign, I could have named it My Book Table because that was the name of the product that we we're making. The problem with that project title is that no one knows what MyBookTable Table is yet because it's not something we've built yet. That's why we need people to back it. So we called it the My Book Table WordPress Bookstore Plugin or something along those lines. And those additional words, WordPress bookstore plugin, not only help describe what it was and who it was for, right? Not everyone's interested in a bookstore plugin, but the people who are know who they are. Uh, But it's also got really powerful um, search engine optimization. So those keywords... In a project title, are the most powerful words in a Kickstarter SEO search? So, while Patreon doesn't bring you people, Kickstarter will bring you some people to your Kickstarter page, and part of what will bring them is people doing a search for a certain thing. So, somebody going to Kickstarter, typing in WordPress, they want to see all of the projects uh, that are for WordPress or about WordPress or whatever it is that your topic is. So, really uh, good SEO there, and you want to think about keywords as you put. Uh, words into that title and try to put as many words as you can fit. So don't waste those characters. They're very precious. And then finally, with the title, you want to provide a clear benefit. Again, going back to what we talked about earlier about storytelling and the value, people need to know why what you're making will make their life better. And if you don't have a good why, people won't have a reason to pull out their wallets and to give you their money. All right, the next thing is the category This is pretty straightforward. Kickstarter and Indiegogo both have pretty straightforward categories. So if you're an author, you're going to either pick fiction or nonfiction on Kickstarter. Uh, If you're uh, on Indiegogo, you just pick the writing category. Uh, but you do want to make sure you pick a category and you pick the right category. Don't try to hack this. This isn't like Amazon categories where there's a whole strategy to like which categories you pick and you pick a popular category, and obscure category, so you can get the number one bestseller badge, but you're also ranking in the other one. It's not like that. Uh, this, you just want to be straightforward and pick a category that uh, fits what it is that you're making. And on Patreon, categories don't, as of recording, categories don't seem to really matter. They ask you for it, but I can't find any evidence that they do anything with that data um, like when you pick a category publicly. <laughs> like, uh, Grafton's not even able to access, a- access it for their API, so I, I don't feel like the category is that important. All right, the next element of your Kickstarter campaign is the short blurb. This is the larger text right underneath the video uh, shown within Kickstarter. Uh, So there's the, uh, when somebody loads up the page, it shows the video, which is the image that you pick, your product image with a play button on top. So if you don't have a video, it's just gonna be the image with no play button. And then immediately underneath that is a very short blurb about your project. And that short blurb is typically the length of a tweet. So it's roughly 135 characters on kickstarter uh roughly 160 characters on indiegogo Uh, but you're shooting for that kind of twitter uh, blurb twitter length uh, for this blurb and your the whole point of this is to give a longer version of what your title so your title you write for my book table our title said wordpress bookstore plugin So, for example, uh, with my book, Courtship in Crisis, that I posted on Kickstarter, the title was Courtship in Crisis by Thomas Umstead, Jr., and the key keywords there is Thomas Umstead, Jr., because people are going to come because they're searching for me. Books, people aren't typically looking for books to back on Kickstarter by strangers, so the strategy is not to get people to discover your book on Kickstarter. But here's the blurb. For many, kissing, dating, goodbye meant saying hello to lifelong singleness. It's time to fix courtship. So do you see how I communicate a clear value there? I communicate who the audience is for this book and why they should buy and read this book. That's an example of a blurb. Uh, Now let's go on to the funding duration. This is one of those strategy things. And in general, most people pick 30 days. Uh, For their Kickstarter campaign. Uh, There's advantages and disadvantages of going long and short. So let's talk about the benefit of going short, Uh, having a shorter campaign. And I've done some shorter campaigns and the benefits are it's more intense. You get your money faster in that sagging middle. It's typically on a Kickstarter campaign. There's this big lull where, you know, you get a big boost of money at the beginning and a big boost of money at the end. And the middle is often really low. You reduce that so the pace and clip is better. Uh, The downside, though, of a short campaign is that you have less time to promote it, Uh, you have fewer pay periods that people are donating money over. So, somebody gets paid twice a month, and your campaign's only two weeks long, you only have one pay period for them to make their decision. And a lot of people live hand to mouth, they don't have a lot of savings, they don't have a lot of Uh, disposable income. So if they can't afford you that pay period, they may not be able to afford you depending on your price point. And there's less time to go to the press if you're very successful. So one of the advantages of longer campaigns, if you have some like runaway success campaign, you can have this whole press tour, kind of the second wind of the campaign. Uh, The benefit of longer campaigns, of course, they give you more time to raise money, uh, gives you time to make adjustments to make up for any mistakes. If it's your very first campaign, uh, you can fix your mistakes, that sort of thing. In general, though, I think 30 days is the sweet spot. It's the best of both worlds. Although actually what I do is I do my campaigns for 32 days and I have a two-day uh, short kind of soft launch where I have a group of people already that I've already found who I know are going to donate on day one who donate during those first two days. And then we did a, do a more traditional launch on uh, third, day 30 or 30 days left. And it already looks like we've raised 10% or 15% or however much I was able to get during that soft launch. And so no one's coming to a page that's empty, which is uh, people want to back projects that other people are backing. Now, the next thing Kickstarter asks you is the project location and Kickstarter will show people projects near them. So if you're doing your project with multiple people, you want to pick the city uh, that's the biggest. So if two people live in small towns no one's heard of and one person lives in New York City, pick New York City because you're going to get more attention being in a big city in general. That's my tip there. If you disagree, or if you have a different strategy, go ahead and post it in the comments. Uh, I will say don't lie here. It's very important to be honest and transparent. And this is the sort of lie that doesn't do you any good and just undermines your credibility. So If you live in a small town, put small town there. And one advantage of a small town is that everyone else from your small town will see your project on their homepage, because there's a good chance not a lot of other people in your small town have projects on Kickstarter while you have your project on Kickstarter. All right, so let's talk about the text of the page. And uh, you Patreon people, definitely tune back in, because it still applies to you. Uh, The first principle of good text on a Kickstarter page or an Indiegogo campaign page is the same principle that applies to all web pages, and that is headings, headings, headings. Headings are so important, they're good for SEO, and they make the text zoomable. They allow people to skim and scan your page, which is how people prefer to read web pages. People don't want to read a wall of text, they just don't. In fact, it's important to tell your story in images. I have donated campaigns, uh, money to campaigns that just had images. And if you look at some of the most successful Kickstarter campaigns of all time, I'm thinking uh, campaigns like Exploding Kittens, there's, I don't think, any paragraph text anywhere on that page. The entire thing is images. Now, some of the images have some text on the images, but it's very scannable. It's very skimmable. And that's why it raised uh, millions and millions of dollars because of how powerful that page is and uh, how popular Uh, the oatmeal comic is so it helps when you're already famous to drive traffic but there's other people who are famous whose campaigns were not nearly as successful and part of it was because the pages themselves were not as strong so if you want to see an example of doing it right go to the exploding kittens page on kickstarter Uh, one of the important things i should note is that this page is editable as you go it's not locked in stone and as you learn and as you interact with your fans you'll be making changes to this page Uh, So you want to make it as good as possible when you launch, but don't worry about it being perfect because you'll want to make changes. In fact, you'll want to update it, right? Once you fund, you'll want to edit this page to talk about stretch goals. Don't mention stretch goals before your campaign goes live, of course, because that's confusing and distracting. And we'll talk about stretch goals in other episodes, uh, but you will want to go in and update it. Uh, Also, uh, Kickstarter requires you to add some FAQs. I think you have to have at least one. No, uh, they require you to add some risks and challenges. Uh, the FAQs are optional, and you have to publish your campaign before you launch them. I find FAQs to be very uh, powerful, specifically at allaying people's concerns. So the purpose of the FAQ section is to convince people my campaign is going to fund so you know, what happens if you run out of money? What happens if you run out of time? You want to have good answers for those questions. And that will take away people's excuses for not giving you money. So the FAQ is not going to convince people to MAC you, but its it may uh, take away their objection to backing. It's kind of my approach. Uh, testimonials is maybe something uh, you might want to put in or some credibility. Uh, so Mary DeMuth, a friend of mine who did an Indiegogo campaign shared a photo of a stack of books that she's published. So she wanted to show, I've done this before I know what I'm doing. So think of some way to give your credibility, why you're likely to actually succeed in uh, funding this campaign and, and delivering it. because not all Kickstarter campaigns turn into something. Some people spend their money and get nothing back and you want to convince people you're not going to be one of those folks. Uh, One way to do this is to list other places on the web where you've discussed your topic, right? As seen in New York Times, USA Today, or wherever, you know, you put those logos, that's very powerful. You may not have been mentioned on USA Today, but you've probably been mentioned somewhere if you're doing some good PR. So you want to make sure and put those on your website. Uh, One of the ways that board game uh, designers will do this is that they will post um, videos of trusted reviewers reviewing their board game. And that's very powerful. Also, in general, as you write the copy, as you write the text for your page, you want to keep a gracious, thankful tone. You're thanking people for donating money. You're thanking people for spending their time and for helping you make the world a better place. Finally, let's talk about the risks and challenges section. You are required by Kickstarter to put at least one risk and challenge. And uh, this is not a section to skip. I think at the very least, you need to mention these two risks uh, going over budget and not launching on time mention the risk mention how likely it is and then talk a little bit about your contingency so say i have so much money set aside if we go over budget or i'll be able to do some things myself if we go over budget or i've done this several times i don't think we're going to go over budget and then launching on time Um, with my Kickstarter campaigns, i like to be able to say, you know, this is my third campaign. This is my fourth campaign. All of them have launched on time. I have a track record for launching Kickstarters on time. Uh, you know, just, just talk about it. And maybe it's like, it's a big risk that we might be late, but we'll only be late by a month or two if we are late. You know, just be honest. I will say in general, when it comes to picking timing, the best strategy is to under promise and over deliver. Things are always going to take longer than you think they are, especially if you're dealing with China getting things shipped from China. So you want to make sure and give yourself some buffer. All right. So that is uh, a deep dive on the anatomy of a successful crowdfunding page on Indiegogo and Kickstarter. Uh, I'd love to have some more guests on the show. So if you know someone you think would be a good guest or if you would like to be a guest on the show, do drop us a line at creativefundingshow.com. Also, if you have a Patreon page that you want some feedback on, uh, I will be reviewing some Patreon pages coming up, uh, and you'll get some free promotion and some free feedback. Uh, Drop us a line as well at creativefunding.show. I'm Thomas Umstead, Jr. Thank you for listening.